You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected. CannabisRadio.com presents NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. The National Cannabis Industry Association is the only national trade organization representing the businesses of the legal cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice covers a range of topics, including the rapidly evolving political and policy changes that affect our industry, news and events of importance to cannabis professionals, and features on companies, individuals, and campaigns at the cutting edge of the cannabis industry. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice begins now. Hey, thanks for joining this episode of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. I'm your host, Bethany Moore, and I'm the Communications and Projects Manager at the National Cannabis Industry Association. Today on the show, we're going to be talking with NCIA member Scott Jordan, and he is the Director of Business Development for Dynamic Alternative Finance. Welcome to the show, Scott. Nice to have you on. Thank you. Pleasure to be here, Bethany. Great. And you're based in Colorado as well? We are. We're in the uh, beautiful city of Inglewood. Well, lovely. You're not too far at all. No, we're not. So... Let's just get right in, Scott. Um, you've been involved in financing specifically in the cannabis industry for a few few years now, since about 2009. Uh, before then, can you tell me a bit about your personal and professional background and then what led you to work in the wild world of cannabis? <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Well, I'm the proud father of uh, two young adults now, and uh, I live down in the south end of, uh, of uh, Denver here near the Tech Center. Uh, I had uh, been doing uh, mortgages since 2003, uh, residential mortgages, and then trans- 
transferred over to doing commercial mortgages in 2005 and uh, did that for a number of years. And then in 2009, a friend of mine came to me uh, and said he, the, the dispensary he was uh, frequenting was unable to get a loan for their business to expand. And he knew that I was in the commercial uh, loan industry and asked me if I could help. I went and helped and successfully uh, was able to obtain a loan for uh, that business. And he recommended me to another business and one thing led to another. And I mixed that in uh, with my other uh, businesses or other types of business at the time. And then in uh, 2013, I went to work for Dynamic Funding, which is a uh, which is the parent company of Dynamic Alternative Finance, okay. and started d- doing cannabis loans full time in 2014. So since 2014, wow. yeah, we've we've focused exclusively on cannabis businesses, and we've uh, successfully arranged a little bit more than 27 million dollars worth of loans for equipment, working capital, and also real estate loans. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, So is all that primarily in the state of Colorado or do you have business in other states as well? We do business throughout all 50 states and now also in Canada. We've helped uh, businesses in California, in Washington, Oregon, and we're working on uh, one in Las Vegas now as well as in Arizona. Staying busy for sure, especially with all these new states voting in medical and adult use this last election cycle. Pretty exciting time. I'm glad you're able to help these businesses get what they need to get started. Um, So you said Dynamic Alternative Finance is um, its parent company uh, is is larger and existed before uh, doing work in cannabis. Can you tell me more about the history of your company and the launch and uh, shifting into doing that type of cannabis work? I mean, was it were you were you hesitant or were you all in or did you take it slow, like dip one toe into the pool and see what the temperature was? <laughs> uh, great series of questions there. So. The uh, short answer to a long question is uh, there's four companies in the Dynamic family. Dynamic Solutions is the oldest company. They're a 45-year-old company that does tape backup and tape storage for municipalities, banks, and other large uh, companies throughout the world. We're on all seven continents. Dynamic Funding is who I went to work for in 2013 as the Director of Business Development, and they're a leasing company that utilizes bank credit lines and so could not participate in uh, leasing for cannabis businesses. Um, I went to uh, my boss in in 2014 and said, this is going to be a great opportunity. We should be in early on this, in in this business. I've seen it happen in the telecom business uh, in three different telecommunication revolutions that I've been a part of. Mm. This has all the characteristics of that and more. Let's get into it. He said, no, you know, we can't fund it on our bank lines, but we've got a couple of private guys that do these software only deals that are high risk. Maybe they'd be interested in it. If you can get them to agree and fund uh, your deals, great, but, you know, make sure you keep your head down and focus in on trucks and trailers and other non-cannabis type of financing. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, I was fortunate enough. I brought in a very large deal, a very well-known company um, that uh, was very well established with great financials. We got them funded, and actually, they're still a customer of ours today. They have a revolving line of credit. Uh, they're not a plant-touching company, but they're in the uh, search engine area of the business, and started doing more and more and more and. After probably the seventh or eighth deal that I brought in, they started becoming believers and said, wow, maybe this is um, not a fad, but actually a trend. And maybe there is some money in here. Let's go ahead and take a further look and let's develop this. Let's get you your own website. Let's go ahead and devote some, some time and resources to this. Uh, let's go ahead and set a budget up so that you can speak and travel and and get the word out that there is a company out there that is quietly providing loans instead of equity for people that are uh, looking to grow their businesses. And um, one thing has led to another. We've been very, very fortunate in that um, we now have over uh, 12 uh, individual and companies that have uh, participated in funding um, cannabis companies. Uh, We don't fund directly on our balance sheet. What we do is we're an intermediary and we connect up a borrower with a funding source. And so it's kind of the ideal business model, I think, for starting with no money. I mean, we started this company with under $10,000 and have grown it significantly um, since then. And now we're in the fortunate position because we've started so early. We're number one on Google for a number of cannabis search terms. And so we get probably eight to 12 new inbound leads a day um, from people seeking financing. Wow, that's great. And yeah, it's, it's an interesting point that the funding isn't coming through a traditional bank loan, but rather the private high-risk funders. And of course, our industry is still frustrated with the inconsistent banking availabilities for our companies. You know, even just keeping a checking account for a business, uh, you know, a regional manager of your bank could come in and take a look and say, what, there's Canna in that company name, and next thing you know, you're you've lost all your banking. I can imagine it'd be really difficult to seek, you know, a, a good chunk of change to even begin that business uh, with the banks being so hesitant. Um, are your clients that are coming to you talking about that banking crisis that that we're dealing with? Uh, less and less, thank goodness, are yeah. having that issue. Um, you know, in Colorado, we've pretty much solved the banking uh, crisis thanks to uh, mavericks and pioneers like Sunday Seafried over at Partners. And uh, there's at least eight other banks that I know of that are taking actively taking deposits here in Colorado. So we run into that less. In Washington, you've got at least three credit unions that I know of uh, that are banking the industry. In mm-hmm. Oregon, you've got one. And um, they're scattered uh, based on personal relationships that people have had before they got into the business. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is, uh, it is a challenge for the cannabis entrepreneurs to work with the lack of banking choices they have, but it has gotten immeasurably better in the last few years. So I agree, definitely. Getting there. Yep. 
Yes, I I used to hear a lot of horror stories, and thankfully I am hearing fewer and fewer as time goes on. So just generally speaking, the confidence in the cannabis industry appears to be solidifying, which is really wonderful. Uh, You know, I've been a longtime activist myself, so just wanting to see the best for the industry. Uh, so it's great to see the the little improvements, even something as simple as like, yay, I have a bank account. Woohoo. I, I hear you. Um, and you know, one of the other pieces of good news was I read uh, last week, a press release that partners uh, credit union uh, put out that uh, they've now hired someone to head up their licensing group. Um, Sunday Seafried has written a book uh, called navigating safe Harbor about how a bank or a credit union can successfully navigate the waters and also let their board know, keep themselves safe and within compliance and within compliance to the coal memo. So I think that's excellent news for any bank that may be listening to this or credit union that's sitting on the fence. Uh, There are resources out there from the woman that has successfully implemented and now has over 50% of the market share in Colorado of all cannabis banking. So hats off to Sunday. Wow. Yeah, I need to look up that book and check that out. That seems like a great resource to to have. Um, Okay, so we need to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come right back and hear more from Scott Jordan of Dynamic Alternative Finance. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. Running a successful cannabis business isn't easy. Successful businesses need to have strong people to achieve long-term results. At Live Advisors, we believe people are the heart of business, and training people can help you infinitely grow your business. Learn more about our offerings at liveadvisors.com. Are you disturbed by the prescription medication commercials on television and their endless list of side effects? They go on and on and you end up having to take multiple pills to counteract the problems caused by the first pill. It never ends. Have you looked into CBD as a more natural option? At Saturn Ranch, we produce all-natural CBD topicals and THC-infused edibles. Premium lab-tested hemp-derived CBD is the most important ingredient in our products. From topical bombs, salt scrubs, bath-soaking salts to tinctures and edibles, you're sure to find something to help. Family-owned and operated, we at Saturn Ranch believe in and use our products daily. Don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in your body. SaturnRanch.com Strainwise Consulting is the most sought-after consulting company for cannabis business applications and management contracts. We consulted on the first recreational license in the world and have had an over 95% success rate on applications submitted. The industry is growing at such an exponential rate that building a powerful and lasting cannabis business is a number one priority. Here's Strainwise's Sean Eubanks. In our first five years, we branded and supported nine medical and recreational marijuana dispensaries and approximately 160,000 square feet of sophisticated and efficient product cultivation. Strainwise Consulting has the experience and expertise to guide you through the process. Get informed. 
Get inspired and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we are back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. If you're just tuning in, this is Bethany Moore, your host, and I work at the National Cannabis Industry Association, NCIA, and we're talking with Scott Jordan. So, Scott, let's just get right back in it. Uh So let's say you're a business owner and you want to get funded. It is hard enough in any industry, no matter what kind of business you're trying to start, unless you come from a wealthy background uh, or you're sitting on tons of cash for whatever reason, it's hard to get funding. So how is it different in the cannabis industry to get funding versus other industries? And is there anything people should look out for if they are looking to get funded and protect their business interests? Sure. Well, the difference is is that you cannot go down to your local bank and get an application for an SBA loan, a USDA loan, a commercial mortgage. Um, those aren't available. So you need to seek private financing, like mm-hmm. through myself or my company. And when you go to private financing, it's a little bit different. And uh, I wrote an article actually about the five mistakes that I see that every marijuana business owner makes. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, sort of the top three are, number one, you want to have good credit. If you don't have good credit, you probably are not going to go ahead and get financed, except maybe for real estate at a low loan to value. Mm. Uh, the second thing that you want to do is you want to have financials that balance and foot. And uh, so your financials need to be in order and up to date. The third thing is, is do not start the conversation off with either of these two things. Number one, I don't want to personally guarantee a loan. And number two, don't come and tell a lender that you only want the loan for 90 days or a very short period of time. Hmm. lenders make money from interest payments. They want to have their money out for a certain period of time. Hard money lenders generally want it out one to two years, sometimes as long as five, but nobody wants to go through all of the due diligence, all of the risk, all of this assessment to make a loan for 30 days. It just doesn't make sense uh, for them. So uh, I would say, there are a number of other things that uh, you shouldn't do. Google my name and, and you'll come up with that article, the five mistakes that every uh, marijuana business owner makes when seeking financing. Got it. So this is not a quick payday loan type of scenario. This is something uh, you should plan on having for a long time, uh, possibly two to five years, rather than just, oh, give me some cash while I buy a few things and then I'll pay you back. That's not how it works. No, no. It's just too much risk inherent in the industry uh, for that. And a lender has to make the same amount of effort and due diligence, which costs money because you've got to have a smart person that looks at the financials, looks at the business, looks at the person, and then makes a determination of whether or not they think that there's uh, a very large chance that they're going to repay a loan. Mm -hmm. Because again, you have to look at from the lender's point of view, lenders don't make that much money per loan per month. They mm-hmm. have to be right generally 18 to 19 times out of 20 to take the one person that doesn't repay the loan and doesn't make the first payment. So 
Um, if you look at it from the lender's point of view, you'll start to understand a little bit more on how they think. And anytime you're meeting with someone, you want to understand what's inside their head and then tailor what you're going to say to be able to have a, a successful meeting of the minds. Yeah, so a little bit different from just walking up to a bank and filling out a form. You're actually being assessed on your personality and your history and and the whole picture. It's very holistic of a judgment happening and more personal. Um, so these folks that are starting businesses, they have to fund all kinds of things up front, like equipment, space. Uh, is Is this type of funding you're talking about pretty much the only way to get funding for our industry? Are there other types of funding available? And, and how do you get that? Sure. So um, we could spend uh, the next hour and a half talking about that, but I know we have a limited time on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give you just a very brief overview. Sounds there's, good. There's debt and there's equity. Mm -hmm. Those are really the two types of financing that are available. Um, and of course, your own cash. For startups, what you need to do is you need to think about utilizing your own money to get yourself to a minimum viable product, hopefully generating cash flow, if not uh, breaking even, if not making money. I mean, that would be the optimal because if you're not generating money and you just have an idea, there are a lot of very smart people that have very good ideas and it's difficult to get funded without utilizing what I call guerrilla type of tactics and mm. the guerrilla tactics that I used when I got my business started in 2005, which was not a cannabis business was to borrow the money before I needed it. When I had a job where I could then go to a bank and show them income and get either a revolving line of credit or a series of credit cards. Okay. Many, many people get, get started utilizing 0% balance transfer credit cards because they're quick, they're easy, they're in your personal name, and they get themselves going and growing that way. There are now companies that we work with that specialize in helping startup businesses utilize that technique to the optimum fashion, as well as utilize uh, revolving personal loans or term loans to be able to cobble together 150 to $200,000 in a series of 15 to $25,000 small lines of credit. So if you're starting out, that's one of the reasons why you need good credit and you also need a source of income uh, to talk about the repayment of that. Once you're going, then you can rely on your uh, income statement and balance sheet to justify and show someone where you can repay a loan. That's Got on it. the debt side. On, on the equity side, really, uh, you've got to have something unique these days if you're going to approach someone outside of friends and family to do what I call a um, common grow, common dispensary, common MIPS where there's little to no scalability. What equity sources want is they want a platform, they want something that's gonna scale and be able to return them 50 times their original investment. Because they huh. figure that if they, if they make 10 investments, six are gonna fail, one or two will break even, and hopefully they'll have one or two Facebook type of uh, enormous successes. 
Wow. So they're looking for something completely different than your friends and family or a debt provider is looking for where they're looking for an interest payment every single month. So, so to go to someone and say, hey, I grow the best pot in the world and I've won all of these awards and give me $2 million to start a grow in Pueblo, you know, <laughs> I'm going to return your money. It's not going to be exciting or attractive to a uh, institutional uh, um, venture capitalist. It may be attractive to your friends and family because if you offer them a 12% return or a 15% return and they compare that can it to add up, yeah. in the bank, they think, great, I know you, you know, but they're not professional investors. They're not looking at the things that a professional investor looks at in terms of the likelihood of being repaid or the likelihood of that investment being successful. Got it. So, that makes sense. Yeah, that's really good advice. Um, all right, so let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more with Scott Jordan of Dynamic Alternative Finance. Stay tuned. NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice will return once we give a voice to our sponsors. The next generation of vaporizers has arrived. Vuber vaporizers are blazing the way with unparalleled technology for oil, concentrate, or dry flower pens. Providing unsurpassed customer service and expert craftsmanship, Vuber vaporizers use cutting-edge technology, providing a power-packed, smoother vapor with a lifetime guarantee. Experience vaporizing the way it was meant to be, the Vuber way. The smoke is rising, and the next crop of podcasts devoted to cannabis providers and enthusiasts are ready to be harvested. Welcome to the Cannabis Radio Network, founded by respected rainmakers who have been producing award-winning podcasts for over a decade. Industry headlines, business updates, medical reports, marketing, and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your consumption. Let's grow together. The Cannabis Radio Network. CannabisRadio.com. Ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the Cannabis Radio social media network. Join our crew of thousands on our Cannabis Radio page on Facebook or at Canna Radio, C-A-N-N-A Radio on Twitter. Plus, look for our Facebook and Google Plus pages for all of our original programs and connect with Dr. Dina, Kyle Cushman, Dr. Mitch Earlywine, Nurse Heather, Doc Rob, the hosts of Gondrepreneur, and more. Connect with the growing Cannabis Radio social crusade at Canna Radio on Twitter or search for Cannabis Radio on Facebook, Google Plus, and Instagram and grow with us. Get informed, get inspired, and get connected with more of NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice, only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, we're back on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice. It's your host, Bethany Moore, and we're talking with Scott Jordan from the company Dynamic Alternative Finance. And we've been learning a lot about the ins and outs of funding and getting a business started with needing high dollar amounts to get this business started with the red flags that the cannabis industry has to begin with. Um, so quickly, what are like your top three tips maybe you kind of went over some common mistakes already so what would three tips be uh, for success for individuals trying to get a loan 
to start a cannabis company? I would say uh, good credit is one, um, an yeah. open mind to looking at guerrilla type of financing and perhaps uh, uh, bringing in your spouse, a partner in the, in the company or some other key employee that can add to the guerrilla type of financing that I'm talking about because mm. if you believe in your dream and you believe in your business plan, you should be willing to put your money behind it um, and yep. also look at personally guaranteeing that. Uh, I would say the second thing is, is get your financials and get your paperwork house in order. If you're starting out a business, you're going to want to put together a package that includes tax returns, a uh, copy of your credit report and the scores, uh, and a number of other things. Um, I wrote an article actually about how to create a, an effective executive summary that you can get off of uh, my website or Google me an executive summary. Cool. You want to put together a crisp package that allows someone to feel safe and comfortable um, that you have the financial ability and the acumen to be able to repay them. It always helps to look nice and dress the part. Um, Good I'd advice. Be surprised at the number of growers uh, that come in and it looks like um, they just were out harvesting. You know, you don't have to wear a suit and a tie, but certainly business uh, casual goes a long way towards allaying someone's fears because most lenders have the fear of getting um, involved with someone that um, enjoys the product but doesn't understand necessarily. The, that there's a financial responsibility when you give someone money to actually repay that money. Sure. So dressing sure. professionally, I, I think, is is always good. And then a reasonable request. Um, if you're looking to start a business, you're going to have to bring some of your own money and some of some equity and some demonstrated performance, you know, to the party. Don't show up expecting that you're going to get 100% financing. Uh, because a lender wants to see that you have some skin in the game and something at risk as well. They don't want to be the only ones risking their capital. They want to be alongside you and make a return. Yeah. And realize that everyone has got to make a return from this. It's not all about you just getting the money to make your dream come true, but it's about a partnership and an understanding that a lender is looking for certain amounts of return and they have a lot of deals to look at now. Uh, many lenders yeah. now are only considering companies that have been in, in the space for at least a couple of years, have a couple of years of results and are looking for expansion um, capital yeah. as opposed to startup where there's the most risk. Mm -hmm. Expansion capital is a lot easier because you've actually got a track record. You've actually got tax returns. You actually have managed to get through the many hurdles that uh, a marijuana business has to go through in order to get into business and then survive yeah. um, you know, the, the traps and the obstacles that uh, get in the way and the changes in regulation that happen on a daily basis. Oof, that's so, so it's true. Not an easy business at all, you know, to uh, to thrive in, and um, no lender wants to take over your business. You know, another uh, common misconception I hear is as well. You know, I want to make sure that you know this is not a loan to own situation. I said, hmm. believe me, 
lenders do not want to be in the marijuana business. We know how <laughs> difficult it is to grow, distribute, harvest, collect, manage employees. It's very, very complicated, much more complex than the lending business in. And <laughs> just just do what you're lend. good at, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Cool. Oh, yeah, that's good advice. Um, so are, are you seeing any specific trends here in Colorado uh, for our industry? Uh, real quick before we have to wrap the show up, is, is there anything happening here in Colorado that you're seeing that you can speak to? Sure. The two trends that I'm seeing the most are, number one, there are more lending choices available because more people um, like dynamic alternative finance have decided to get into the business and like the larger returns they're getting. The second trend I'm seeing is a lot of merger and acquisitions are going on. We're seeing uh, uh, bad partnerships break up, like uh, bad marriages break up. They're mm -hmm. unhappy and uh, one or more of the partners are going off and looking for capital to be able to start their next uh, great business. And we're seeing mm. a lot of creative minds out there putting together businesses um, that provide advice or uh, help with grows or other things where they're able to take their uh, advice and their knowledge and work in a way that helps other entrepreneurs but they avoid the 280E bite. And right, yeah, a lot of consulting. Lots of lessons lot of getting that. learned over time and then taking that knowledge to start your own consulting and advice. Got it. Okay, well, as we wrap up, um, Scott, I look forward to seeing you in October for our Q4 Colorado Cannabis Caucus. Will you be attending? I will be. As long as I'm in town, I'm planning on being there. You guys awesome. throw great meetings and always have very high-level um, contacts there, and I, I enjoy how you have uh, managed and uh, put those meetings on. Great. Well, thanks. I look forward to seeing you there. And if anyone would like to get more information and register, uh, just head to our website, thecannabisindustry.org slash events. And also, for those of you in California, I hope to see you at the California Cannabis Business Conference in Anaheim on September 21st and 22nd. And we have run out of time, but thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, Scott, from your company, Dynamic Alternative Finance. It was great to have you on the show today. Thank you, Bethany. I appreciate it. And good luck to all the entrepreneurs out there that are looking for the capital to grow their business. Um, there is capital out there, and uh, it's just a matter of seeking it and uh, going to the right sources. But uh, your local bank is probably not going to be the place to go to. And try to remember to not wear dirty cargo shorts and flip-flops to that meeting, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one. Catch you next time on NCIA's Cannabis Industry Voice on Cannabis Radio. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.